Peoria International Airport. Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 on and on and on. I personally think it's one of the top radio programs in the country. This is the Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. My next guest, Jonathan Jurgens of um, Tamra, is here to chat with us about a lot of things. I like that we have uh, a consistent dialogue, uh, Jonathan, and thank you for being here. Because yeah, um, gun control, uh, gun conversations, if you're someone who doesn't own a gun, if you're someone who's never been around people that own guns, I think a lot of the United States understands very, very little about all these things. Even when you talk about Uvalde and how politicians very recently used the the one-year mark from when that tragedy happened to, to pivot into conversations that are political in nature and not at all actually caring about the, the victims of another tragedy. And so you're here, and the, the biggest goal of these conversations is a, a person who understands better than most of us um, what the actual truth is behind all the things we hear and helps us understand why uh, certain things do or don't work. Uh, so I'll focus on Uvalde first. Um, I know that you sent me some information, uh, especially about some of the, the latest narrative as far as the person who carried out uh, that, that horrific um, attack on a school and kids. Uh, I think there were uh, discussions about the person being made fun of, uh, being dirt poor, all these different narratives that sort of prop up. And I don't even really think that anyone's trying to defend someone who does something horrific, uh, but providing some sort of, of story uh, that people can gravitate toward. You You didn't buy that, correct? Yeah. Um, so the, the truth's often drowned out by uh, a mass of lies sure. in, uh, in news reporting. Unfortunately, uh, the, the reason I, I would even bring up the uh, financial status of the, the person who is because that everyone act. else is talking about it. Yeah. yeah. And but that's something that's important to understand. Right. The the shooter had a Daniel defense AR-15, which uh, for the average person is going to it's going to be outside their, their typical you know, budget. Sure. It's going to be fifteen hundred bucks for the firearm. Sure. It's going to be uh, you know for the accessories that he had on it. We're we're into a few more grand. Sure. Um, zero experience grabs a firearm, picks it up, and manages to have it zeroed in. No record of him going to gun ranges. No nothing. Yeah. And then commits this terrible act after a police chase, after killing his grandmother, and, right. and enters a school. And so uh, I, I guess where I start off with the, the the school safety aspect of it is this. So. If we'd have had a proper door monitoring system on that school, um, that, that very well w- would have prevented that situation. You're talking least... about the, the door that was ajar, uh, that the the murderer, is the right word for it, got mm-hmm. into um, and took lives of kids. Uh, just a, a simple send. I have one at my house yes. for my, my smart lock that mm-hmm. tells me if my lock didn't engage or if my door is ajar. Something as cheap as, you know, a $20, $30 uh, piece of technology could have saved lives. Absolutely. Wow. The... Uh, the door was propped. It's a matter of complacency, which is the number one failure of security. Uh, the murderer ac- accessed the building through that door only because it was propped open. Mm-hmm. And it could have been an, any any weapon. AR-15 didn't matter. Uh, it, it just caused untold damage because, because sure. of complacency. Yeah, no, I understand. And so what's interesting about uh, that, what you just said right there, and it doesn't even have to be specific to any one story, any one a tragedy, and honestly, I think a lot of the politicians who go those roads are trying to uh, get someone to have an emotional response to what they're asking for next, other than talking about any of the real things, is, is you very often hear that solutions to this problem that are not gun control related by the left are way too costly. 
if they're even possible, they, they're so ridiculously expensive, and you're already saying that that's completely untrue, uh, that some of the ways that you could protect schools, at least from um, uh, leaving yourself more susceptible to someone getting into the school and doing harm, is, is so cheap, um, in all honesty, that any school could really afford it. Uh, I'll be completely honest, and, and I'll uh, tarnish my own industry for a moment. Uh, not everybody in my industry is out to actually protect people. Sure. A lot of people are out there to make money. Sure. And, uh, I mean, it's a byproduct, obviously, of any business. Um, you know, hospitals, same situation, right? Yeah. But um, not enough professionals go out there with the attitude that I want to I stop this from happening. So... Um, some places will sell gimmicks. Like uh, right after the Uvalde shooting, there was uh, some video going around online and it showed like smoke canisters popping out of the ceiling and wow. um, all these things that you absolutely don't need. And yeah. in fact, can give the advantage to somebody if you really, uh, and I'm not going to pick it apart here. Sure. Because, no, it's fine. You don't have to. But, I, um, but I, it can give the advantage to, to the person committing the crime. I do think that's interesting. So uh, let's uh, just cover that, the entirety of that, and then we'll move on to the um, assault weapon ban, the challenges in court, and then actually the, the brace uh, ban that had a, a prevention, at least for now, and how all that's going to play out here in Illinois. Um, but protecting schools, um, what do you think are really the the steps to get that done. This is something your company does. Uh, what are the most important aspects to making a lot more school children safe in our country uh, rapidly? Um, do you want to go through a couple of them? Um, first thing I, I think that we need to start doing is getting everybody under, under uh, the understanding that there is a, a, a method to this, right? You really need to seek people who can consult with you first. And I know that that sounds weird and expensive, um, but you really need to know what you're getting. And then they need to lay it out for you. And there's these programs called SEPTED, which uh, is just designed for, of security through architecture. Um, there's people that are certified in that, uh, people with just basic experience in it. Mm -hmm. And they'll explain to you just simple things, putting a bush line, you know, in front of your property so sure. you keep the threat as far out as possible. You can add, like I've said before, a video analytic to detect if they cross that line and sure. you're out of place. If they have a weapon out and it detects the weapon, uh, if you're loitering, leaving a bag, these are all things that analytics do. Past that point, um, you know, if you put safety film on your glass, that would have stopped the Nashville shooter from being able to access the school, even though it was a glass door. Could have shot that door with every magazine that that the shooter had, that the murderer had, and uh, still not been able to access How it. How costly is safety film? Um, it depends. Uh, so I'm actually donating that to your guys' studio. Wow, um, thank you. Okay, cool. I don't know if you're aware of that or I was not. not. Yeah, not totally. Thank you for that. Yeah, I um, had some guys in here measuring it. I've got um, a company that we're talking to about uh, installing it. First. I don't need an exact number. Do you think this is something that's affordable for a lot of schools in our in our country? 100%, yes. Okay. Um, just safety film. Yeah, and, yeah. and really to be frank, if if you get a good budget system in place, if you really know the, the person that you're talking to, mm -hmm. the people designing your th your your system, your school safety measures, and, and you trust them, they're going to be able to work with you on how the, to do that. And there's a lot of grants out there that people don't know about. When you have these conversations, um, and you don't have to say who you're having them with, um, do you think there's a lot of people that still don't accept the reality that this could occur? Uh, there's almost that sort of arrogance, and I, that's the word I'm going to choose to call it, uh, for some to think, even though I'm seeing this so often uh, in the news in some way, shape, or form, not truly in, in schools, 
Uh, that's often we think it's happening all the time, mostly because of the way that the news uh, talks about those topics more than maybe some of the other things that are happening in our society. Um, but do you think that there are still a lot of people out there who advocate for gun control as opposed to advocating for making schools safer because they just deny what the problem actually is? Uh, so two forms of arrogance. Yes to what you're saying. Also, the people that say, I'm in this position, and I know better, and I've already talked to so-and-so, and my plan works. Gotcha. I actually had that conversation very recently and uh, was not trying to uh, put the person down in that position sure. or even who they talk to. But it's like, what do you do to test those methods? The guys that I work with, they're extreme professionals. These are people that 100% listen to what they have to say because while they know where their shortcomings are, that's they fill those gaps with people that absolutely know what they're doing and these guys can, can lay out the presentation yeah. and really make you feel comfortable with what you have to be able to respond to, to any problem, not just, just the shooting aspect. But Yeah, anyway. no, I, I think that's also an, an important point because, and we talked about this last time you were here, if there ever was a, a ban uh, like the one we had in the late 90s or the mid-90s, early 2000s, you'd probably see a lot of things that we also saw around that time period. So there's there's other ways that people who want to do horrible things try to figure out ways to do horrible things. As far as the uh, the pistol brace conversation goes, so what is the intent? What's the desire? Uh, because actually, I think in just some conversations you and I have had, uh, there's things that will remain legal that probably would create a more um, rapid-fire version of a, of a gun than the things they're trying to ban, uh, which seems as though the politicians are just sort of like uh, grasping in the wind for what they're even deciding to go after in the first place. Uh, but what's your reaction to what's been going on uh, through the courts, to, to any of this, and even the injunction and the, the delay with the Supreme Court of the United States getting involved? Uh, what are kind of your main thoughts for the, the brace ban itself? Um, well... I hate using the term too much, but I mean it's it's gaslighting all the way through, right? Gotcha. It's it it's not true what a lot of people are trying to say about things. So the the brace pin, uh, the brace, we'll start with that, uh, was actually kind of a roundabout way of trying to bypass what's called the NFA, uh, National Firearms Act of 1986, that said that short-barreled rifles would be illegal unless registered with the federal government and paying $200 tax stamp. Now, just so we're clear, almost all 50 states in America have that, but like three of us. So us being Illinois, California, and I think New York. Um, and there wow. might be a couple that I could crazy, be wrong. Crazy what the list was right there. <laughs> California, New York, and Illinois. That's yeah. how I continue. Uh, and, and what other crime rates again? I, yeah, I don't I know. Recall. I think they're bad, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the the brace was a, it was really honestly a way around it, and I'm just going to talk from an honest point of perspective because there is a narrative on our side that's not quite accurate either, which says, "Oh, it's, it's uh, for disabled people." That's sure. that's not really true. Gotcha. Um, especially because the ATF approved that that ban that uh, brace and then turned around and said an an additional letter during the Trump administration that said, "Oh, and if you put it to your shoulder and shoot it, that's fine." And so a lot of people printed that letter out because they're like, hey, look at this. If they ever come back on me, here it is. They still don't care. Yeah. So you lawfully purchased an item, and now they're trying to take it away from you. Yeah. And if they don't, then it carries the penalties of, of a felony. Name anything else that that's okay with. Is it yeah. okay if they say, hey, you know, we're going to take the wheels off your car. We don't like that. Right. Yeah, now we're deciding that that's illegal, so sorry about that. You guys lose. Uh, yeah, no, I can't think of a lot of conversations where that's relevant. Uh, why do you think that these are the avenues that people are going down, especially, and again, I'm not going to uh, talk too much about this. I think there's probably good reason not to. There's there's other stuff that's legal and out there that people could purchase that you could 
could um, use to modify a gun to be something that's um, I, I this is probably the the you know most simplistic way to say it deadlier uh, than the things they're even trying to ban. Why is this the avenue that the politicians are going down? So I'll be frank about this as well. Uh, I, I have the fortunate um, ability to have liberal friends that we all love each other, very much care about each other. Sure, nice. And um, we can come at each other in a good faith conversation. And what ends up happening most of the time is when you don't have a right, like you, you don't exercise your right, you don't have a possession, it's very easy to say, yeah, sure, take it away. Yeah. Um, and then they listen to people that they just, you know, they, they, they don't have the right answer. So they just believe that that's it because, hey, this guy's a reputable person. But the reality is, when you look at it, if you start exposing them to these things and they say, hey, look, this M4, show me how you conceal it. Oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that why you said you didn't wanted to get rid of collapsible stocks? Well, well, yeah, because I thought I could conceal it. Well, see, now that you can't and it's adjustable to you and is it comfortable? Sure. Well, yeah. Well, let's go shoot this thing. All right. And then they have a great time with it. And now, all of a sudden, you find them to be Second Amendment supporters because they just realized all of those narratives have been blown out of the water. Yeah. Instead, what they are saying, like with this brace and, and removing stocks, is you're actually at that point in time truly making it more concealable, but you're also making it more uncontrollable, which will mean – as sad as it is to say, if somebody was to actually target one individual and they have no control of their firearm, they're probably going to hit everybody yeah. but that individual. Wow. Okay. Uh, so just one last question for you. Do you think that the end of all of this will be the Supreme Court getting involved in overruling uh, some of these decisions being made, especially here in Illinois? Or do you think that the end road is something different? Um, I, 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 I'm going to say that I have faith in the courts. And I know that it's scary for especially you know a lot of us on our side. And we have to remember, you know, we are a nation of laws. And uh, there's a lot of back, you know, documents that back up the Second Amendment. I can rattle a few of them off because it's kind of cool to look up anyway. It's history. <laughs> sure. Um, the Federalist Papers, if you look up Article 28, it'll very, very clearly describe why the Second Amendment was written. Yeah, I know that it's not the uh, Constitution, but you can look up some other things because there's, mm-hmm. some, there's some wording in there that will actually, you know, kind of sure. put, put it together. Um, and, and I really do believe that we will eventually fall back to that as, as hard as everybody's trying to push. Because um, really, to be honest with you, the alternative is, is kind of fair. It, it's scary. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I'll just say this to go back to the, the um, protecting schools thing that becomes such a, a um, starting point for a lot of the political debate conversations uh, that happen is we've had assault weapon bans and things before and they, they didn't work. So we've tried something before that failed and doing it again doesn't mean that it's going to be any more effective. Sounds like communism. <laughs> what you're saying you want to do and what you're saying your organization does is gives new approaches, new ideas to protect people from all kinds of things, not just someone who wants to do harm and has a gun, but someone who wants to uh, do harm in all kinds of ways or even just uh, natural disasters. And these are not the approaches that have been advocated for uh, by the side of the aisle that's winning some of these conversations in the past, and I don't understand why. I don't know if you have a reaction to the idea that so many are rejecting the things we haven't tried in favor of some of the things we have. Uh, I think it goes back to what you said off air about the simplicity of just trying to say, hey, um, not my problem, so yeah. now I don't care. And uh, the people that are say that it costs a lot of money, I'm going to argue that it's going to cost a lot more in a lot of different ways, and up to and including possibly lives, when we're talking about 
taking somebody else's rights away. Yeah. Why can't we spend the money? We're sending how many billions of dollars to Ukraine? We're spending all kinds of money on really strange things around here. I think that our kids could be made a priority. Yeah. No, actually, it's interesting that you say that because I did see a viral video about the amount of money that's gone to Ukraine. And if a lot of that money had gone to the school system here in the United States to protect it, uh, the amount of things that could be done, you could pay like three per people per school an $80,000 salary to protect the school. You know, it's um, even sad, more sad than that is the money that, that's already spent within the school. Like, you, I, you sure. know, they spend millions of dollars on football fields and they spend it on their auditorium equipment. And, um, you know, just that $70,000 camera system, just way too much money. Yeah, right. At the end of the day, after getting to talk to you a couple times uh, so far, and I'm sure we'll have more conversations, it feels like the politicians want to win so people keep voting for them. And they may very well know that the things they're advocating for will have uh, no difference, um, have no impact on some of the things that make so many people, everyday people, motivated to want to tell you that you need to lose a, a right that's so clearly defined. Um, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, thank you so much, as always, for the honest, uh, the direct conversation, the knowledgeable conversation about these things. Quick break, a lot more, 1470, 100.3 WMBD. Uh, I should say, too, Jonathan Jurgens with uh, Tamra. How do people get involved with Tamra? Uh, you can go to our website, it's tamra.us, gotcha. and uh, check out whichever way we want to go. And uh, we have a uh, threat assessment mitigation response conference coming up September 14th. Oh, wow. Look at that. Paradise. So. Cool. For assault weapon ban and the lack of any impact whatsoever on mass murder. And that's a simple thing you can look up yourself. Uh, triggered the desire for more and more conversations with people who know uh, more than me. Uh, so thanks again for him for coming in. A quick break. You got the news. Will's got you covered. 1470s and AM, 100.3 is an FM, all over the internet, WMBDradio.com, or tell your smart speaker to play WMBD Radio and hear Will, uh, when he uh, gets into that um, studio, talk about some of the things that they are doing, uh, reporting on in the world of our news. You got some breaking news or something going on? that you were covering just until this. Okay, there we go. Uh, you can always text me 309-340-4464, 309-340-4464 with a reaction to anything. Uh, you can absolutely disagree with me there, uh, and we will have that conversation, and I'll put it all on the air too. Um, other stuff out there, uh, let's play this quickly. Uh, this is a House Democrat, uh, the leader, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, saying that it's fake, fake, fake. It's a fraudulent narrative. It's, it's Republicans uh, twisting the truth. When they talk about how uh, Democrats were unwilling uh, to sit down and have conversations about the debt ceiling um, and all the different um, concerns that people have now about us being incapable of paying our bills in about a week. I was talking earlier about a story in The Wall Street Journal saying that uh, Wall Street itself is trying to find ways to mitigate any damage done uh, if we were to default for a very short amount of time, uh, which is interesting. Uh, you don't hear that when you hear the people saying that it's going to be horrible and terrible. Uh, but I do think and believe and hope that a solution is found for it. But anyway, I want to play this audio at Jeffries first. Uh, because I'm I'm fascinated by it, uh, because there is also now a super cutout that absolutely disagrees with everything that he's about to say. And these Republicans, they're going to say that Joe Biden refused to sit down with them. That's a fake narrative that they've continued to try to put into the public domain. They said that President Biden refused to talk for 97 days. Fake, false, fraudulent narrative. 
All right, now I want to I stop uh, this conversation, move over to something else. And I want to point something out as I do this. I'm not going to play any Republican voices. I'm going to go from a Democratic voice saying that it's a fake narrative that Biden refused to sit down with Republicans and have a conversation about the debt ceiling to another Democratic voice, the uh, White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, and her saying for a while, uh, starting with, I think, February of this year and going all the way up to just a, a couple weeks ago that they had no interest in having any conversations and sitting down at all. And she was representing the president of the United States when she gave these answers to press who were asking her a couple months ago or, or longer, if we're going all the way back to February, uh, why this isn't something that's actually a conversation that's happening. Why are you resisting it? Uh, because I don't need a Republican voice to, uh, to object to the Democratic thing that Jeffries is saying. We don't see any negotiation here. We don't see uh, anything that needs to be discussed. It's pretty simple and it's pretty straightforward. Uh, we believe that Congress has a constitutional duty to get this done. The president's stance on uh, negotiation st- stands, right, which is he does not believe as it relates to the debt ceiling uh, that we should be negotiating. We've been very clear. We're not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. He never came to the table to negotiate. on Never the did. Ceiling. That was not something that occurred. By the way, that's March 6th of uh, this year when she's saying he's never Never come to the table. He's not doing any of that. It's not something that's happening. We've been very clear. We're not negotiating around the debt ceiling. <laughs> when you think about the debt limit, it uh-huh. is not negotiable. We should not be negotiating. We're on not the debt doing ceiling. it. There's no negotiation. This is amazing. That we will be having the debt. By the way, I'm only like 40 seconds in to what's a two-minute-long piece of audio that keeps jumping further and further. We're in April now of this year, so only a, a little a more than a month ago, and they were refusing to have a conversation. And then they're telling us that that narrative is fake. Uh, that Biden definitely wanted to sit down uh, and have these these discussions and it's really Republicans who somehow did something when you believe that the political side of the aisle that you're on never commits any of the crimes if that's what you want to call them uh, any of the lies that the political si- side of the aisle you're not on does you just need to see stuff like this you just because it, it happens on both sides Republicans and Democrats uh, reshape 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 uh, constantly I'm not trying to pretend as though it's not something that happens on one side of the aisle and happens on the other side uh, a lot of people do this uh, the difference to me is typically that the Democrats are more forceful about where the good guys they're the bad guys uh, than the Republicans are, at least in vilifying the people who vote a certain way. Uh, oftentimes, the narrative, I think, within conservative groups of people I talk to is that there's politicians who are corrupt. There's things that are going on behind the scenes uh, that they don't trust. There's there's reasons to think uh, that the system itself is, is broken and people need to repair it. Uh, none of those are usually targeting a human being uh, that is just a voter like they are who's voting opposite them. They might make fun of someone uh, who doesn't see things the way they do. And so many of us apparently do that now in our society. But they don't go as far as to call someone on the other side of the political aisle evil. There's only one party that really does that right now, and it's Democrats who talk about Republicans and specifically uh, talk about Trump supporters, uh, usually as the ones who are awful, terrible, horrible people. And so I think it's very interesting when you then can demonstrate in, in the simplest of terms. And I love how direct Corinne Jean-Pierre is being, uh, because anyone who doesn't pay much attention to politics knows that she's not direct about many things. She usually even just pleads the fifth and doesn't answer questions that seem difficult. But this one was so straightforward for so long to Democrats and, and so 
willing to be a we're not listening to you because we don't have to thing that there's so much clarity in in this supercut here i'll just play a little more ceiling it should be done without negotiation there should be no negotiation this should be done without conditions <laughs> april 19th april 20th on this. we don't We've have been to very clear we're not going to negotiate we're not we're talking not going to negotiate on that as the president said yesterday he's happy to meet with speaker mccarthy <laughs> but not on whether or not the debt limit gets extended that we're is not, not talking about that we have been very clear we'll sit down and we'll have pizza and we'll talk about ice cream and all the stuff that Biden's allowed to talk about that his administration says is safe topics for him. We're not talking about that, the debt ceiling. By the way, that quote is from April 27th. So we're getting closer and closer to when the pivot happens and when all of a sudden they are negotiating. And then, well, the Democrats are now letting you know that it's a Republican lie uh, that they were unwilling to sit down and talk months ago. Uh, I just I love it. Uh, By the way, one other quick thing from Corinne Jean-Pierre. Uh, She was asked by the press uh, if this is so important to the president, if he does not want to see uh, a debt uh, ceiling that that fails to be, uh, you know, increased. And if we we, um, fail to pay our bills, all the stuff that you hear on TV or in news all the time. Why is he taking a vacation this weekend? Fitch, a credit rating agency, um, has already put the U.S. in a credit negative watch. That's one domino that needs to fall before a downgrade. Um, the president's going to Camp David this weekend, going to Delaware. Can you describe the sense of urgency <laughs> that the president feels to get a deal done? There's always, there's al- there's oh, always been urgency. So urgent. We've called this out over and over again, yeah. how urgent it is. Right, and how we've been willing to talk for months on this, uh, if you ask uh, Hakeem Jeffries and nobody else. Don't ask anybody else. But it's so it's so very urgent. But it's not urgent enough to stop a trip to Camp David. That's that's too important. All right, I'm going to take a break. Um, we'll talk about a lot more in just a bit. And actually, my wife uh, will be on the air in just a few minutes for her word of the day and other things. Uh, Betty is coming up. A uh, quick break, a lot more. <laughs> Stop working. Do more. Do yeah. more job. Do more. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to go immediately back to your desk and just lock yourself? No, you can't. You've got to be done for the day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to come in the, tomorrow. Yeah. I cannot do extra okay. hours. All right. Yay, Betty. I just got a text message from somebody that said, Yay, Betty. <laughs> oh, That's gosh. all they said. Yeah. See? Thank you. You're, yeah. already, you're way more popular oh, my God. than me already. Uh, it's, you're been, fine. it's been a day today. Mm. I, for all we the all people have who get like super slam, we work yeah. everywhere, like hospitals, like restaurants. Like there are one those days, like you just cannot keep going just try to like be patient and breathe like a hundred times <laughs> that's very that's very sweet that you say that but yes because yeah. uh, everybody gets stressed in every kind of yep. job and yeah yep. some job actually you know what it's funny I, I had a radio guy a mentor of mine a guy I like a lot uh, once tell me that it doesn't matter how much you screw up on the radio craig because uh, lives are not at stake uh, no one it's not like the people at the hospital yeah, who are dealing yeah, with the challenges yeah, they deal yeah, with yeah. The, the stakes are much lower uh, you and can it's have usually it. oh, i'm sorry to interrupt you but it is usually during the holidays, like people get slammed with work, yes. any kind of jokes. Everybody right. wants to be done for the weekend and, and let uh, the schedule stop or let things stop by, by the next week. But, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes we got to, like, stop a little bit and just... Right. You got you to find a way to relax a little bit yes. to release yes. some of the stress. And you got to remember uh, that your graphic design job is very important. And a lot of people, um, you know, uh, benefit a lot from it. No lives are at stake. No one's no one's not going to make it if <laughs> yeah. we don't get something done right away. OK, cool. Um, uh, some stuff for you first, and then we'll get to the word of the day. I saw this story and I wanted my wife's reaction to it. So there is a belief out there that artificial intelligence, A.I., mm-hmm is going to get smarter and smarter and do more and more stuff on all kinds of different ways. And one of the stories says that at some point on Spotify or some of the other audio platforms, you're going to start seeing computer-created podcasts of famous people with yeah. their voices. It's going yeah. to sound just like the famous person doing an interview. I do not agree. 
<laughs> I don't agree either. Uh, but there's going to be a way for other people to try to make money off of, say, the fame nope. of someone. You know, just put out your own version, a fake version of a real person's nope. uh, show. And nope. I don't know when it would ever get to the point. I'm sure you're way more popular than me <laughs> where there'd be an artificial Betty out there, an AI Betty. No, you would not be no. okay with that. First of all, I'm an old soul. I consider myself an old soul. Even yes. even though I do all kind of digital uh, stuff, mm-hmm. that's my, my job, graphic, graphics, digital, yes. uh, all that stuff. Uh, sometimes, like, uh, I'm thinking, like, um, I don't know, just kind of, like, stuff with all that stuff because I think we, we, gotta are, stop. Yeah. we are going way too fast. We don't even know where we're going. And I don't know where we're going to yes. end up. But whatever it is, it's I just want to, like, to stop. Okay. And, and you would not be okay if Artificial Betty no, no, at some no. point is uh-uh. out there. Uh-uh. saying stuff and and how would you even react to a computer you i would destroy the computer <laughs> nice oh my God. watch I'm, out i'm gonna get like a hammer and just hammer the computer or a shoe you're very violent with shoe. no i'm <laughs> yes. kidding i always make that joke you know what i'll be honest about that i make that joke all the time because you said your mom used to uh, she's she's good with a shoe yes yes she is she's, she is. she's very accurate yeah surprised yep. like at throwing it too like you yeah. could be as a kid in one room, and if your mom heard something and she didn't like what she heard, yeah. a shoe will go flying through a, a door, and, <laughs> yeah. and somebody will get hit with it. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I talk about how you're also good at that, and you throw shoes at me, but you actually you don't. You don't. Do you have the skill inside of you? No. Sometimes I wish to do it, but <laughs> <laughs> I make you I mad enough. Yeah. yeah. If I hit you hard or something. Yeah. No, I'm not a violent person. You're not. No, not at all. No, no. no. no My I'm... mom used to do that when we were kids, and we were just like relentless. Like didn't listen to her. Were but... you amazed at her ability to to throw a chunkla? Yeah, but but her chunkla was a plastic, pretty light chunkla, so it didn't hurt as much she was okay. kind of like just like i'm gonna get you and like we just like disappear from her right by know? the way that's not the word of the day but chancla is, is basically a flip-flop it's right? actually flop uh, super okay. light uh it's mm-hmm. super they are super cheap in mexico frisbee-esque yeah yeah it's not like the type of like yeah. uh chancla or like sandal heel like it's kind of like thick. yeah no it's not like you're throwing a sneaker at somebody's no, no, face no, yeah, no, it's, no. it's very it's different yeah, light, right? yeah. okay and i've made you mad enough that you wanted to wing a chancla at me from time to time Yes. <laughs> sometimes. Oh, my God. You know, you know what I loved about that? I know you're stressed right now, and you've had a stressful day at work. It seems like, right? I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's totally fine. I, I asked my wife on my radio show, have I ever made you mad enough to want to hit me with a shoe? And you immediately, like the, the most stoned face I've seen from my wife in a while, and the answer was a quick yes. Yes. You know what? Like I told you this before. I am sorry for whatever I'm um, doing. Go I don't know. Like uh, I, you have ADD. And like I'm the opposite, like uh, I'm yeah, you super are the opposite. strict. I I, I grow yes. up with like stricter rules at home. Yes. And also like I'm, I I join a, a boarding house uh, that I used to live with like a pretty strict people. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if you put your uh, toothpaste in the wrong, uh, you get in trouble. I got I got in trouble right. or or whatever it was. Like if we, I didn't wash my dishes after my dirty dishes after like mm-hmm. I eat or something. Uh, the lady would yell at us, but uh, that's why I go crazy sometimes at home. Like I finish everything and everything is you neat can't you and can't you can't stay Craig calm. It's just like <laughs> I'm a tornado of bad. a tornado. Like okay. I live in like a, a shoe in the entrance. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to be and like a hat in the middle I, of the living room. And then, I like the fact that you say I have ADD, uh, which I do. I've been diagnosed with it. I know a lot yeah, of millennials. I'm sorry, I'm being no. so hard on you. No, it's okay. I can take it. I'm I'm strong. Okay. Uh, and the texters uh, like to make fun of me now too. I think I've demonstrated <laughs> this about myself, and it's it's fine. I actually kind of enjoy it. Uh, but I will say, in response to all that, I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm just I know. And when you talk to me sometimes, and I'm in ADD mode. 
road uh, and I don't pay attention very well, that is also fairly frustrating for Betty, right? That's, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. And how do you, what do you do to get me to pay attention? What do you, what do you do? You just, I just like stand in front of your face <laughs> and uh, uh, get your face and, and squish it a little bit. You have squished it before. Yes, yes it's true. and right, squish yeah. your cheeks like pay attention to me, Craig. I'm talking to you. Good. I sound like a kid. I sound like the child in this relationship. Well, it's the only way that you can actually pay attention to me because I can keep talking for a minute or two and you're like, oh, la, 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 la. That's, I don't, <laughs> that's yeah. a joke you guys have in your family, by the way. It's like I'm the kid or even the dog. I think your dad has called me a dog that follows you around in Mexico sometimes. <laughs> well, in Mexico is different because I can't speak Spanish speak very Spanish, well. Yeah. So you are I try, kind of like screwed. I try harder now, though. I, yeah. I try sometimes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> well, let's say like you try oh, no. like okay. a, a scale of one to ten, like two. Like a ten. I, 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 okay. I, I like that you think it's a two because you're giving me a lot of credit. I'm trying harder than a two, but I don't want you to think I'm trying as hard as I am because then I'm. Let's dumb. blame the ADD. Let's blame the ADD. Uh, before I let you go, I'm going to try to learn Spanish right now, along okay. with everybody else right. in the uh, Central Illinois area who's listening to the show. Um, what's the word of the day today? It's for it's for barbecuing. It's for grilling out. Yeah. Uh, this is the Spanish word for inviting a bunch of people over for a cookout. Parrillada. Say it one more time. Parrillada. Okay, so it's, it's, got, it's got a roll. Yes, it's an ere. Is what's that called? Yeah. The R in there? Yeah, yeah, I can't do that part. You know I can't do that part. Two R's. Your, your um, nieces and nephews love having me try to roll my R. They, they yeah. love, it's the funniest thing they, to them they, that I do. They try to They like, die laughing when yeah, I try to. Okay. try to show you how to do it. Parrillada. Parrillada. It's difficult, yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. Parrillada? Parrillada. Am I doing it the gringo way? Parrillada? Yes. Okay. So if we invite people over to a parry, my brother and his family are coming over for a parriada yeah, this weekend. That. Okay, cool. Parriada, yeah. And that's not causing you any stress to All feel like we're going to have... Americans are going to have parrilladas <laughs> on Memorial Day. Don't yes, they are. forget that you guys say your prayers to the people who are right. gone. It's Memorial Day. Right. And there are veterans who fought yes. for this country. Yes. The, the conversation about Memorial Day is not uh, how great and fun a cookout is. It's, it's how important it is that veterans uh, give their lives to protect us and to, yeah. to keep us a free country. Yes. Yep. And then um, after talking about that, yeah, thinking about that. I, I was actually yeah. being uh, super busy creating uh, graphics for Memorial Day for uh, Nashville and Knoxville. Nice. And... Uh, I don't know. It was kind of fun. It is It is fun, fun to work it on that stuff. Fun. Yeah, cool. yeah. Well, great job today, Betty. Uh, uh, great job uh, also outing so many of the things that I'm doing. I'm a tornado at home, and it's not good all the time. It's a tornado. Okay, you right. are a tornado. And you Craig. squish my cheeks in my face to get me to pay attention. <laughs> yes, like I love that. <laughs> the next time I'm like not paying attention in a work meeting, I feel like now that I have you on the radio so much, somebody at our company is going to be like, man, get Betty in here to squish his cheeks. <laughs> <I> squish <laughs> Craig's cheeks. is like, hey, Craig, I'm talking to you. I'm right think, here. I don't even think that would be illegal, by the Wait way. Wait find out who that person is going to be in the yeah, next we'll staff meeting to alert you. I said it would be Betty. I was I was hoping that Betty would be the <laughs> well, one that's what call I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you know, who's going to have to call Betty is probably right. me. No, I well, right, cuz I feel like if anybody else <laughs> if anybody else goes the the squish cheek route, there's definitely going to be some problems. Uh, HR is going to get involved. <laughs> oh, but yeah. if the wife does it to well, me actually, in a meeting, that's, that's fine. fine. They're married. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm actually, we all, I'm not supposed to cuz uh, uh, we are at work and I'm not allowed to.
allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah you no, like no. to keep your six feet of distance from yes. me. Like, yes. oh, I COVID think we're willing to make some exceptions <laughs> to some rules if we have oh, to. Oh, how great. How lovely. All right, quick break. A lot more. Uh, 1470. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to have my wife on the show. I every like single seeing day. a good domestic dispute yeah. in person yeah. every now right. and again. By the way, though, you are the most popular part of the show already. And if there ever is an AI bot created of one of us, it's definitely going to be Betty. And then we're going to have to smash a computer with a, with a hammer. We're going to have it. Okay. I would love to. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, good. Yeah, you need that today, I think, a little bit. Quick break. A lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD, AM 1470, FM 100.3.